Welcome to Voices from the Dales with me, Andrew Fagg. This is a podcast published by the Dales Countryside Museum in Hawes. I have always known the name Kit Calvert because I've always seen it here at the entry to the play park at Townfoot in Hawes. There it is, engraved on a plaque fastened to a monumental piece of stone. Kit Calvert MBE, it says. He died aged 80 in 1984 when I was four years old. We have more audio of Kit Calvert, way more, in the Dales Countryside Museum oral history collection than anybody else. The museum is only over the road, about 100 metres away from here. Come with me to the vaults. I've entered the basement store. There are metal shelves full of cardboard boxes neatly labelled of all shapes and sizes in front of me. And here's what we've got of Kit. First, there's an hour-long tape, which he recorded in 1979 for Mary Hartley and John Ingleby. I can't send you any of our Wednesday shows, but I can send my good wishes uh, uh, to both of you. We've so far used one clip from this tape in episode 7 of series 1, Cheese Past. Secondly, we have a 50-minute tape of Kit being interviewed by Hawes School Children in 1984, a short clip of which featured in episode 2 of series 1. Short? Short. Ah, short with iron. Iron. Third, and this is where we hit the rich seam, we have about six or seven hours of Kit Calvert recordings from the 1970s Trevor Sharp reels. They're stored in this box, box 393. Trevor Sharp, dialect poems, humour, it says. It's these reels, which we only recently digitised and so rediscovered, that have formed the basis for series two on dialect. Fourthly, I am tremendously excited to say we've just had digitised a handful of cassette tapes given to the museum in 2019 by the Moore family. These contain an interview with Kit, again from the 70s, which has never been broadcast, and which, as you'll hear when we come to it in the next episode, is deeply moving. So now you know the big picture of what we have, let's plunge in. Well, there was something in me which, uh, from childhood, I love my dialect. In fact, I resisted anyone who at school and who had who, who objected in spirit uh, any master who started to like rebuke us for our local dialect because as soon as we got out of school, we was back into dialect straight away. King's English for a few hours in school, but back to dialect straight away. And I got to love my dialect. And also, I seem to be a lad who seemed to like to understand our elderly folk, the old folk of the yesteryears. And I would listen to them. Kit Calvert being interviewed about school days, which is from what sounds like a radio broadcast interview, perhaps arranged by Trevor Sharp. What it reveals to me is that as long ago as the 1910s, when Kit was at school, local children were able to speak in two tongues. At school, they were taught to speak what Kit called the King's English. Outside school, they spoke in dialect. 
So by that time, whether to speak in dialect or not was becoming a choice. Later in the same interview, Kit tells the story of receiving a letter from the Prime Minister giving notice of his MBE. I go up to the market house. Going up the steps, the entrance, uh, I pulled it out and I read it again. And then as I went through the door into the hall, the person standing beside the door was the old local vicar. So I handed it to him. I said, you bet you're the, as likely as anybody to have a look at this vicar. He read it. Well, he said, you'll be accepting, kid? I said, yes, I think so. Yes, he said, you do right. He went to London for the investiture and received the award from the Queen Mother. He recounts how his daughter, afterwards, asked him what he'd said to make the Queen Mother laugh. When my daughter and I got together, she says, what do you say to the Queen Mother? I says, I said, no, to no one only answered her questions. You must have said something. I says, why? Well, she said, out of the whole 150 that received awards, you were the only one that made her laugh. And she laughed well, uh, just as you were parting, and she was still laughing when you went out. So you must have said something. Well, I said, all I said, I said, she asked me who I was, and I told her, I gave her my name. And she says, where do you come from? I says, Hawes in Upper Wednesday Dale, in the Yorkshire Dales. Oh, she says, I know <coughs> Yorkshire Dales and, <coughs> and Wednesday Dale in particular. A beautiful place to reside in, isn't it? I says, yes. And what might be your profession? Well, I says, I don't know that I have any profession. I said, if there's out that I've done, it's uh, I rescued a small Wensonville cheese creamery which was uh, in financial difficulties and with the help of farmer friends, I got it back on its feet and and uh, she just replies back, oh, she says, Wensonville cheese, it's the finest cheese in the, dist- in the country, isn't it? And uh, because we seem to get so friendly in our conversation, I dropped into dialect and I says, aye, I says here. And with that I bowed and stepped back and walked out and I didn't know anything about the smiling, but anyway, it meant the Queen Mother uh, smile so that uh, she'd continue with her smile and watch me till I'd gone out. My daughter was, had, had watched it and thought was quite Upset, she said, I, I must have done something to disturb the Queen. Wasn't Wensleydale the finest cheese in the country, the Queen Mother had suggested? And Kit said, Aye, aye, sir, sir. I should say so. We're on to Wensleydale cheese now. Cheese and dialect. Kit's great legacies. And do you know, they are linked. In the clip we just heard, Kit was modest. He told the Queen Mother he'd once rescued, quote, a small Wensleydale cheese creamery which was in financial difficulty. At other times, he told the story quite differently. In fact, he describes himself in the five-minute clip we're about to hear as having got, quote, right on to top 
of the cheese-making world. Here's the context. The Second World War had begun. Rationing schemes had to be devised by the Ministry of Food, and Kit, along with three other people representing Wensleydale cheesemakers and merchants, one of them, a man named Mr Rowantree, were invited to a meeting in Colwyn Bay in North Wales. There they met the Ministry's Director, Butter and Cheese Division, a Mr Capstick. Mr Capstick tried to convince Kit and the others to enter Wensleydale Cheese into his rationing scheme. Kit felt the scheme wouldn't work for the Wensleydale industry and he'd come up with an alternative. This is the moment that dialect intervenes in the successful story of Wensleydale Cheese. We pick up with Kit saying how Mr Capstick put a question to the meeting. I asked, what do you think about the scheme? I would like you to comment. Well, Mr Rowntree was acting as I was chairman, he says, well, I suppose it's Hobson's choice, he says. No doubt we'll have to comply with it. be very difficult. I'm afraid it will. It both be difficult, but also it will necessary that it be acted upon. Said the same. I made the same question to the others. They reiterated what Mr. Rontree had said. And then he turns to me, and what, and what about you, Mr. Calvin? What do you think about it? I says, note. He says, why note? I looked up. I says, this man can say note in the dialect as good as me. There's something in this, and it just is a hunch, you know. I said, because it's worse than note. He says, why is it worse than note? Because, I says, well, we'll bet the scheme ourselves. And so, well, tell us, he said. So I outlined the scheme, which we'd discussed the night before in Chester as we were on our way to Colwyn Bay. We stayed overnight at Chester. None of them dared open about it, but I was invited to do it, and so I outlined the scheme. Oh, well, there was something in it, but it did have a lot of snags. Anyway, he says, I'll, uh, I'll think a bit, and I'll keep in touch with you, and uh, let you know my finding. The outcome was a few days afterwards, our secretary receives notice, would we meet again at Manchester? And he would meet us halfway. We went to Manchester, and the outcome was that we... We got uh, the whole thing dovetailed so that it would work in the ministry's scheme. And so afterwards settled it, we went for a coffee. And I said to this gentleman, I said, There's just one thing I would like to ask you. Huh? What is it? Where did you learn to send out? Well, he said, What about my name? Oh, Capstick, Capstick. I said, uh, you're from a uh, Sedberside. You're born in Sedberside district. No, I was born in London. Born in London. Yes, but he says, my father was a, uh, was born on the hills between Sedbury and Kendall. 
But he says he took a scholastic career and he says I have to be born in London. But he says when it came to the finalising of my education, there was no other school but uh, Sedbury School where I should go, and I therefore boarded out with my uncle of mine who was farming on that side. And uh, he says, and I was taught at Sedbury. And he says, when you said note, and was a note, it was like a breath of wind or air floating across Colwyn Bay. And he says, I went home saying, now if I can work this scheme, it looks revolutionary, but if I can work this scheme for these lads, I will do. If it's only for what they've done to me, and he says, and will do if they're if, if they keep their own naturalness. And uh, he says, therefore, this is the outcome of it. He says, you can take it for granted uh, from me that it, it was that word note. Did what we've done today. And what we'd done was this, that we'd got a small territorial type of cheese into this national rationing scheme. Within... Eight weeks of this grading and rationing started, every small territorial type of trees had begged to be out because they couldn't work it. Ours was one that was the only one other than Cheddar and Cheshire, Lancashire, Gloucester, Stilton, Derby, all these were out. Because we, as I said, I reckon now to the scheme. They'd taken the scheme as it was. And that was really what put me right on the top of the, of the, the cheese-making world. Let me recap that story in a sentence. Wensleydale cheese, along with Cheddar and Cheshire, became part of the National Wartime Rationing Scheme because the man at the Ministry of Food was a Dalesman by heritage, schooled at Sedba, and charmed by Kit Calvert's use of dialect, in particular the word nout. So it's true to say that it was the Wensleydale dialect which propelled Wensleydale cheese onto the national stage. Next time on Voices from the Dales, Kit Calvert will be remembered by Series 2 special guest, Rob Ward. Kit was driving Dowd van, and Taylor and me were sat in van, and they were singing religious songs all the way down to Kirby Malzard. And for the first time ever, we published Kit's story of finding faith through a cow. Thank you for listening.